Thanks for listening to Looking Forward Our Way. We'd like to ask a favor from you. Would you give us some feedback on our podcast? We've made it really easy to do so. Click on the link in our episode show notes. That link will take you to our podcast Google My Business page. Now, you may have to sign into your Google account. From there, we'd appreciate your feedback on the podcast overall, feedback on a specific episode, or a suggestion on what you would like to see us cover in a future episode. All your feedback is really appreciated. Your comments only help us create episodes that will keep us all looking forward our way. Let me say something about the roundtable, though. <laughs> you know, the Office on Aging and, the, and COAAA, we're there because, you know, helping because Fran walked into our office and said, you all need to help. I'm going to start this roundtable and, you know, this is how it's going to be. I've heard and you never say no to Fran. Is that the oh, phrase that goes on? I, 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 I learned that, that as a kid. Are you kidding? It's true. And so, and so yeah, Fran, <laughs> Fran's personality experience in the community has recruited a thousand people to be on this listserv. Right. And so... The fact that during this pandemic, they were able to keep communicating more than they used to monthly before, now weekly. And the fact that, can I say, you're 87, correct? Yes. (laughs) Fran's 87, and she's there leading Zoom meetings for the community. Um, I mean, what's better? We are looking forward our way from Studio C in the 511 Studios in the Brewery District, south of downtown Columbus, Ohio. This is Brett. With me, as always, is Carol. How are you? I'm great, Brett. Thank you. And I'm so excited because we have two really special guests with us today. Um, So let me start, though, with this quote. And I found from Sophia Loren. There is a fountain of youth. (laughs) There is a fountain of youth. It is your mind, your talents, the creativity you bring to your life, and the lives of people you love. When you learn to tap this source, you truly defeat age. So my first guest epitomizes this saying, except she's Irish. Sophia and I (laughs) are both Italian, but Fran Ryan, a good little Irish girl here in Columbus, has been an advocate for Central Ohioans for over 50 years, and now she is a major influencer in all senior services. She reminds each of us that living to support those around us is the key to living a long and prosperous life. But let me also introduce our other great friend and guest, Cindy Farson, who is the executive director of the Central Ohio Area Agency on Aging. And we all like acronyms, so when you hear us say COAAA, you'll know uh, what we're talking about. It's not the AAA office down the street. Right. (laughs) Or the other offices. Um, Don't don't call there. We don't want to talk about that one. Um, Cindy has been um, the key to progressing senior services in our region. You know, we no longer assume that nursing homes are the only alternative. She co-chaired the creation of the age-friendly Columbus Franklin County Project. She has met the demands of the pandemic, shifted gears to provide affordable health care and home care to seniors, and supported hundreds of agencies that provide senior services. So let me welcome both of you, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for the invitation. We're happy to be here. 
Well, if you yourself as a listener are not older, you're likely to have family, friends, neighbors who are aging. Our two guests will be providing incredible information on the latest challenges for our seniors, but also the greatest opportunities open to assist and support individuals who are aging in our community. So uh, to both of you, in early 2020, you were likely making great plans for how this new decade was going to go roll out. Everybody was thinking of, oh, we're going to use that term 2020, you know, vision 2020, that sort of thing. Uh, The economy was doing well. Senior services were increasing. Funding was stable. Age-friendly programs were growing. Villages were sprouting. All was going well. And then the bottom dropped out when the pandemic hit. And I mean, fast, particularly in our senior community. Cindy, can you help us set the stage? So let's take a look. We're in March 2020. What was the immediate reaction to the pandemic by COAAA staff and other supporters for our seniors? Well, it was something. You know, our main focus right then was um, the census. I was co-chairing the Columbus Counts Senior Outreach Committee. So we were getting people together. Let's, you know, get our outreach together, reach seniors, make sure they get counted. So important for funding and all the demographics you need for the future. And uh, that just stopped. It came to a stop. People had all these plans, all these materials printed to give out at all these Mm. functions, no functions, nothing going on. So that just took a big step back, put on the back burner because um, the immediate need was, of course, for food, people not coming out. And that remains one of the biggest needs. So, you know, all the congregate meals were closed. People that never got home meals before or congregate meals now were asking for them. So was food and, uh, you know, getting food boxes to people and getting all the meals people uh, funded to, to do more. Um, you know, here in Franklin County, the uh, demand skyrocketed. And now it's still over 60 percent of where it was pre, pre, uh, pre-pandemic. Um, and then getting PPE out to folks uh, because things still had to be delivered. Home care still had to be delivered, all these things. So, um, you know, the state have warehouses. They would send it to us. And then we would cr- try and get it distributed to providers. And we did about four major distributions. And um, actually at Thanksgiving, I know about five days before Thanksgiving, the state called and said, well, the governor really would like older adults to have PPE over the Thanksgiving weekend. You know, families getting mm-hmm. together. Can you get out like 250,000 masks. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. What? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, so, you know, you put out the notices on email and, you know, people stepped up. They were like, yes, all these communities, the settlement houses, um, churches, all these people would, would uh, just come and pick up loads of them and, and <laughs> hand them out. So, you know, it was really incredible cooperation among people to try and get get what was needed yeah. done. And of course there were the housing and eviction issues. We put a lot of our money there um, because, you, you know, if you're an older adult being out on the streets during a pandemic is not a good place to be. It's not a good place to be, you know, it was a huge issue prior to that. Mm-hmm. So during the pandemic, so we put a lot of our money there. Yeah. So those were just the immediate things that came to mind and mm-hmm. all the things we were doing prior to that and thinking about took the back burner. Right. Were you helping with um, at least bridging the gap with the telehealth? piece to it, helping them at least get online for doctor's appointments. I mean, that was that was something that kind of all of a sudden you weren't seeing your doctor for appointments, but you had to jump that into, you know, the technology of Zoom to see your doc. I mean, that's a that's a whole topic there, isn't it? I, um, you know, our people were not doing a lot of telehealth, um, mainly because, you know, the community was I loved it. I I like jumping on a Zoom for, for a doctor. 
But a lot of our clients, and we serve about 12,000, uh, you know, broadband is an issue. The equipment is an issue. Right. You know, the knowledge of doing it right. is an issue. Right. So it just depends. You know, yeah. do you have a caregiver that can hook you up? Yeah. Or So, yeah, it, it, you know, individually with a doctor, it might have been a thing. But, you know, as far as reaching them – it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. But that's something that from this pandemic, so much will spring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So we're we're mm-hmm. looking at projects now and right. and how to equip people those kinds of things. Right. Right. So Fran, you're you were on the front lines hearing from seniors and families when the pandemic closed our world. What were you hearing from our seniors as well as the agencies serving the population? You know, what did they need? What were their concerns? Well, I think I think. Uh, what we had in place was um, what Cindy talked about. We had the COAA, and then we had Franklin County Office on Aging, and so that that was our that that those were our two stabilizers. Those were the, the two main programs that we that uh, we operated out of. When I say we, I'm talking about just the 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 agencies, uh, the our uh, whole lifeline of the villages and everything we created. <clears throat> what you saw was. All of these, all of these agencies and neighborhood places coming together, and neighborhood organizations, civic associations were giving out masks. All of these agencies that we had in place, and we were so lucky to have all this in place before it hit. So we did have an outreach center. I mean, we could we could call. I could call Cindy's office, and and if there was were people in uh, Reynoldsburg or something, like that. I I remember I had about three or four people that needed help there, and they took masks out and did stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, and we had all these volunteers that came and said, we need to help. So I think what the, what the seniors really needed, first of all, they didn't start getting lonely. About the first month of, of being locked in, they started to get the lonely. And that's when we started maybe, uh, uh, you know, doing calls. I think there was a setup with um, our, um, our age-friendly organization right. with Katie. And what we did was to call people. Call, call people who are lonely, and then they would request, oh, can somebody come out and maybe go to the grocery store for us, or, you know, we need bandages, or, you know, we, we haven't picked up our medicine. So it was all kind of little things, but it all added up to, like, calls all day. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I think, too, that we really learned that we had to talk to the seniors to see what the situations were. So I have a good friend who is older, and she was still trying to get to the grocery store, and everyone kept telling her to start ordering her groceries. <laughs> and and they call me, they go, why is she going to the store? Why doesn't she just order her groceries? I said, well, number one, you need a computer to order it or a smartphone. She has neither. Right, right. Couldn't learn to do it. Wouldn't be interested in learning to do it even if she did have the equipment. But over and above everything else, she didn't have a credit card. Right. How, how are you going to pay for it? Are you going to go in and pay for all of that, and then get the money back from her. And it's not that she wasn't good for the money, but that's a constant source of issue. And so there were there were seniors out there really trying to maneuver through what right. younger folks were not having that much it trouble with. It was right. I mean, I had, you know, and I've been, had grandsons help me and et cetera and kids, but it it is hard. And one of the things that I found out, like I live right close to Kroger's, where people couldn't, the, the seniors couldn't do this access because they couldn't get it. And nobody would take, they'd have somebody go in with a check, and they wouldn't accept that check from somebody. Right. So right. I talked to the, 
the supervisors. And I said, this is crazy. I said, you've got seniors that have to have food. They don't have a credit card, as you said, and they don't have the, the smartphones. And so how do we get their neighbor? We've asked neighbors to help neighbors. And there was no there was no way in there because there was no identification. So I think they've they've gotten through that. They they worked through that mm-hmm. system a little bit. I think Kroger's helped a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. But but that that's you're right. It was it was kind of like up against the wall, nobody to call, and they needed somebody to call and, and luckily we had the agencies ready to, to stand by. So Cindy, was, you the uh, at CO AAA you have a a call center type environment of people who are doing resources. What were the numbers in terms of how many people were calling for information? Uh, they increased a great deal. <laughs> and and I'll tell you about our enrollment. I mean, this was a <laughs> our enrollment into home care programs uh, was up 25 percent in 2020. Um, right now, uh, nursing home occupancy is only at 63% because, of course, people, that's not where they wanted to be. Right. And people that were there might have been trying to look at, at alternatives. So we did increase uh, our enrollment by 25%, which was uh, kind of a stressful thing because agencies, you know, uh, had to try and step up and, and serve those people. So. Yeah. So, and then a lot of things were just information calls. Where can we get this? Where can we get that? And right now, vaccine calls have been mm. off the charts. Uh, yeah. I think the governor mentioned area, call your area agency <laughs> at the beginning. You know, well, I mean, we we were. It's just that we didn't have right, right. We didn't have great <laughs> answers. It's like because give us a couple of days. You know, well, <laughs> you know, for people without computers trying to find yeah. a vaccine spot, so we would try and look it up, but you still couldn't. You know, that didn't resolve it for people. So right. that was the that was the frustration for people on the other hand. I mean, we were happy to help. We just we couldn't resolve it, and we, that's hard on people when you can't resolve the right. Resolve right. it for people. Mike, right. we need you to answer phones for a day. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We appreciated yeah. the shout out. Believe me, share, share, share. Come on, oh, in. It's, yeah. it's sure. Awesome. And then and then as things you know calmed down, it was easier for us to put people on lists and things. Right. It's yeah. just that at the beginning, you know, everybody was scrambling oh, yeah. for appointments. Well, and they needed those lists too. They they need to put people that you know because of the vaccine spoiling. So they, so we got together. So we were on the phone with one of Cindy's people and myself and David, Dave Paul, who does the our roundtable stuff. And we were on we were trying to identify all these buildings where where we could where we could do this and send things. And it just turned out to be a nightmare. And then people would call at eight in the morning and say, Can you get on the line for me, Fran? You know, I can't I can't be on the line all morning. <laughs> so I would just put my phone down and just put it on a little ledge <laughs> and you people would call and I'd say, uh yeah, can you can you make an appointment? And a lot of times you couldn't make an appointment for somebody. So yeah. it was really a tied up schedule. It was terrible. Uh, and, and now what a shame that we've got vaccine spots out oh. there that nobody else. Oh yeah. It, it, the, you know the differences in vaccine rates. We've got Delaware, eighty-four percent, the leading right. county, and then we have Fayette County, which is only at maybe, you know, maybe sixty-five percent. And there's just, and then of course, <laughs> Southern Ohio, those rates can yeah. be very low. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. only in the fifty. I'm talking about the sixty-five plus population uh, right. here, right? Because you know, generally, it's it's pretty good for people over sixty-five and people over eighty. But um, there's such a difference uh, in, in, you know, hesitancy. And so it, it's pretty astounding. So the Department of Aging wants very much for us to try and work on, 
<laughs> in fact, I was on a call and and uh, and Ursel McElroy, the head of the Department of Aging, said, "Well, I see Fayette County's in the lower raise." I said, "You know what? We're down there doing a clinic today, but you know, some people that signed up didn't show up, and oh, it's man. tough. You can't, oh, yeah. you can't." You, you know, can't go, so you can't go hunt them down yeah. to go. Well, it, actually, we do because what we've been doing. Oh, okay. well, maybe you can, we've been we doing do, it. We do. We've been focused on senior facilities. That's a right. partnership yeah, we have yeah. with the National sure. Guard right now. So we actually did hunt them down right. and go door to door and say, "Hey, do you?" But did um, you forget? Yeah, yeah right. Well, but but it's gotten to the point where a lot of people have it, that want them have gotten them. So now it's different. You know, right? Well, they're, oh, now we're not doing the zip codes either. Right. So that that might make a difference. Our focus now going forward is going to be on home care vaccinations. But now, so we have a nice partnership with the Department of Health and the fire department. But um, that is now on hold because the J&J, because that's the easy right. one to yeah. transport. Uh-huh. Right. So hopefully that will ramp up in the future for people that truly have a hard time getting out. And uh, they tell me these FEMA mobile clinics may join that fight here. So oh, that fingers crossed that yeah. we can get more that, to that people that great. can't get out. Right. Well, I mean, look at our, you know, we had that sudden snowstorm the other day. And so suddenly, you know, I had four inches of snow at my house. I don't know what you all had, but it, you could plan and then people can't get there for yeah. whatever reason. So there's lots yeah. going on. You know, and, you know transportation uh, was provided by uh, Franklin County Office on Aging. Right. That has been a godsend. That's been a godsend. I said, Jan- I asked Janet, is it going to keep it up? She said, yes. So, so. But yeah. that's that, Yay, that local levies because yeah. to it, not have that transportation yeah. to vaccination would have been hard. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were great. They were great. Mm. You know, one of the major issues we faced during the pandemic was an oversupply of information, twenty four seven. Like, <laughs> however, <laughs> that information was not always accurate or comprehensive. Get it out as fast as we can, and it may not be all that accurate. Uh, Cindy, how were you able to guide your own organization and the agency supporting seniors when no one knew what to expect? Well, one thing we had to do was convince everybody that they needed to excuse information from higher ups that that wasn't accurate because it did change daily. So you were always looking at your phone. Okay, what you know? Oh no, never mind. We can't do that. We're going to do that. So, yeah. so I think everybody had to be flexible and know that people were trying their best. Uh, but you know, like I said before, community. They really did a great job trying to pick up what other people were doing and trading information. Yeah. So, you know, everybody on different platforms, Zooms, Teams, whatever, um, people were on those meetings, having those meetings constantly, trying to trade information in our own organization. You know, well, try and get 360 people. Well, Zoom only took 300. So, okay, team, you know what I mean? All these things you had to figure out, but you <laughs> right. had to keep communicating by these different by these different methods. But, um, you know, we tried to communicate uh, regularly with our our major Older Americans Act providers that do the meals and the, you know, different things. And then, um, you know, more emails and things with a wider group. We have over maybe 450 providers. And then, but some people do a lot more, you know, some are just providers that take cases on occasion. But then we have the regular, really, community providers. So, we tried to keep in close contact and, and know what people were doing. But, um, you know, that <laughs> wasn't easy because, well, like you say, it was incomplete information a lot of times. Right. Yeah. And and what's really too bad is we always had this negative that if it was incomplete or needed to be updated, then it was wrong. And mm-hmm. it's not really wrong. No. There was an interesting thing on um, Facebook yesterday or the day before, one of those little caricature, cartoony kind mm-hmm. of things. But it said, we replace good science with more good science. And I thought, how profound. 
if we had listened to that a year ago, then the fact that we started out not needing masks, then we need masks, and now they don't want to have masks, it's just a progression of more good science. Mm -hmm. And and it was hard to communicate that. Mm -hmm. So, Cindy, uh, COAAA also has many other programs and services to help (laughs) seniors. Um, You couldn't stop them just because of the pandemic, the in-home services, transportation, and many more. You had to move staff from um, uh, work, the work location to home um, and working from home. How did you accomplish all of this Herculean (laughs) efforts um, and continue to give all these wonderful services? Well, we had to we had to keep we kept about 50 people in the office. Um, Those were the front door people, the people who are answering the calls and enrolling people and. we just had certain functions, fiscal functions, had to keep the money flowing. And so, a lot, you know, we were able to separate people and keep a certain number in the office. But the bulk of our employees, the, you know, 300 case managers, you know, we sent them home with their laptops and um, they didn't all have cameras. Some of them like not having cameras because then they don't have to be on screen. But, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so for them, it was a real switch because we're in-home people. We visit our clients, you know, and so the state was like, you know, that's on hold. Now you're going to do everything telephonically. So learning to assess people over the phone, picking up more cues, and, of course, had to call people more frequently. If you're not going to see them, you're going to have to call them and say, what's your what's the situation mm-hmm. This and that. So there was a learning curve for people uh, in, in communication. And um, we did have people uh, – we have social workers that are embedded with a fire department. So we had those people – they're out in the community all the time. And so they would, you know, see emergency kind of situations, people in bad situations. And, and, and you know, that's one of their things. And we can get them enrolled or find out if they have case managers. And what we found out is, you know, people that were reporting saying – Oh, we're fine. You know, they would go there and they're not fine. Right. So that's why we're very anxious to get back in. And we were able to get a lot of people vaccinated um, early. And uh, so those people have volunteered to resume, even though the state is not requiring it. We we have done done a lot of home visits and uh, we have our service coordinators back in, in the senior housing facilities. And so we like that face to face. You miss a lot when you're not face to face. And so. Yeah. We're going to kind of clear that out. Now, you know, as far as making sure all those services get filled, this has just been a such a tough time for the home care agencies because they have more more demand than ever, harder, harder to get workers. The workforce issue is just horrendous in home care. Um, they aren't paying the salaries they need to pay. And um, so that's that's been tough. And, uh, and then, of course, you have clients that need the home care that say, oh, no, I don't want anybody from outside in. And <laughs> so, um, you know, trying to convince people, yes, it, it's safe. You need to have somebody come in. That brings up a, a, mm-hmm. an idea that I want to make sure our listeners have information on if they themselves need home care or have a family or or um, a family member or friend who needs home care can if they don't have any place they don't know where to start can they get information from COAAA or their local yes. area agency on aging Absolutely. to help in this in this situation because that's it's a tough i've gone through that it's tough it is and that really that's where you should call because every community has different resources yes. and so we say it doesn't matter some people think oh you, you know maybe that's maybe for lower income people it certainly isn't Um, people of all incomes call and it's not just for services. Sometimes it's my mother had a stroke. I don't know what to do. We have people 
that can tell you, walk you through some of these things. Right. If you're a caregiver and you're like, you know, I can afford services. I just don't know where to turn. I don't right. know what resources are out there. Yeah. We have caregiver specialists, um, people that don't know how to switch. You know, my mother is out of funds now. She needs to switch on to Medicaid. How does that work? It's it's so complicated. I can't figure it out. Right. All those situations can get help by calling their area agency on anything. And, and I think that's the what I found when I was going through these steps is you don't know what you don't know. Right. You need to talk to an expert in the area so you know what what to be aware of and so that you're making the correct decisions. Right. And so there are a lot of programs. And maybe you're eligible for um, the Medicaid programs. Uh, or And if you're not, then probably our local levy programs. Yeah. If not... Maybe you just need a meal, life care, we can hook you up with life care, you know, to bring over a meal or another provider. So, you know, there's a range of things and it depends on income and and frailty and preferences, all those things. Well, listeners, you know, we'll have our resource sheet again on our um, podcast notes on the website and we'll include information not only on COAAA itself for Central Ohio, but also how do you find your own area agency on aging where you live. All right. Well, Fran, the Senior Services Roundtable has made an incredible difference in our senior services programs over the past decade. And I, I guess I lost track of time, too. That's been a decade. That's We're amazing. We're going into our 12th year. Wow. We'll be going into our 12th year. <laughs> well, we have a much better handle on what services and programs are available because of that collective and, and what still needs to be done. Uh, with the pandemic disrupting all of the services, how did the roundtable fill in the gaps for our seniors? I think, first of all, I, I think it's a, it's a, just a blessing that we started out uh, 10, 11 years ago looking at this problem. I mean, that's what came to my mind, too. It's like but, how fortuitous that it well, was kind and, of in play and it how was I greater role. Got into it. Yeah. You know, Mayor Coleman said, Hey, uh, I got a question. And we got all these services, but um, I have a mother in law or somebody that needs. Can you do something? Just do something, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here right. it is. Just do something. And my do something was to hook up with Cindy <laughs> and to hook up with Tony Carroll, who has now passed us. But to put those two together, I always call my department stores. They're, 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 the, they're the anchors that hold this whole team together, this whole thing together. And then I, you know, got acquainted with some folks at Fireman and and some people that were serving seniors 55 plus. I just went to all of these wonderful, wonderful um, uh, displays that they had all over. We, you, I think Cindy's people were out almost every night at some organization, and everybody was going out giving. And now we can't do that, of course, but we did. That's how we built this connection. And it's just, it's just people who work with seniors, whether it's, it's, it, whether it's home care, whether it's food uh, facilities, whether it's uh, uh, helping people move. Uh, helping seniors get their things together uh, and avoid hoarding and all that kind of thing. So this is this is kind of what we did. And then every year we just picked up more people and, got, you know, we're over 1,000 now and we're able to put together through some wonderful people uh, some, uh, a, you know, a list, a list server so mm-hmm. that they can go on a list server. If Cindy has an announcement that she needs to make and, in what two minutes or something, we can call David and he gets it right on the gets it right on our on our server. So we had we were I think we were so fortunate to build this this unique thing. And then then three years ago or four years it's been five years almost for age friendly now because they were three years getting together. So the age friendly 
but then but then the villages came first and and uh, the the, uh, the the one in this area and the one that connects uh, German village and uh, Marion village and uh, uh, a couple of other places mm-hmm. down in there mm-hmm. okay that that always these villages which was a national organization came in place first and those were those we could build upon now we've got what five and and people are clamoring to get more done and so that was already established so with this establishment then and then when the pandemic hit and we were saying or all all of us people that were working in in in, in aging hey the wave's coming you know we i think Cindy, we recognize this and we went to some i think we went to some some uh uh luncheons and things where people were speaking about age, how, how the aging factor was going to come in. Right. They were calling it the gray. What, uh, what, they kept calling it the tsunami. The tsunami. The well, gray, right. the I remember tsunami. talking about in like 1980. Yeah. You talk about the tsunami. The, the, they don't do that anymore, I think. No, 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 they, no they don't no. like it to sound like something <laughs> terrible is coming. Exactly. But, we're not destructive. But people, people would like news you know in 1980 they're like yeah sure you know it's 30 years from now that's right like, so guess what 30 yeah. years so at my age at 87 and hopefully to be 88 in january you can see the progression and see what we've done communities are calling us and saying well how do you guys all hook up together right. mm-hmm. and right. i'm not going to tell all our secrets but no <laughs> you've got to keep the secret sauce somewhere yes, you will <laughs> <laughs> but some but, of it, some of it's got to be that all these organizations love to play together too, right? Yeah, right. You got to have Thank that you. kind of community, oh, yeah. or it's never going to work we, anyway. We've been having, we were doing weeklies during the the bad spots when we mm. didn't have the uh, didn't know where the vaccine was coming, whatever. So we we planned on weeklies, and we had thirty to forty people weekly, weekly or fifty people weekly on this. You know, now right. we're back to our once a month, but we can't go to places. You know, but the but the Connection. We may not see some or hear from somebody for like three or four months. They may have changed positions, but they, they're up to date on everything. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I I just say that we were just lucky to be able to to even think about. You know, as Cindy said, they were thinking about this in the eighties, and I know that. And, and social social workers, and then luckily, um, you know, we hooked up with uh, social workers at Ohio State, and they've been helping. So you know, right now the age friendly and. The villages and the the two big networks that we have with Cindy and, and Franklin County, that is almost, uh, I think, unusual for most communities. Right. It, Let me say something about the roundtable, though. <laughs> you know, the Office on Aging and the and COAAA, we're there because, you know, helping because Fran walked into our office and said, you all need to help. I'm going to start this roundtable, and, you know, this is how it's going to be. I've heard and you never say no to Fran. Is that the oh, phrase that goes on? I, 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 I learned that as a kid. Are you kidding? It's true. And so, and so See, Fran, <laughs> Fran's personality experience in the community has recruited a 1,000 people to be on this listserv. Right. And so the fact that during this pandemic they were able to keep – communicating more than they used to monthly before now weekly and the fact that can i say you're 87 correct yes (laughs) fran's 87 and she's there leading zoom meetings right for the community um i mean what's better (laughs) take it from fran get your vaccine (laughs) get on zoom get with the program (laughs) i said to dr robertson i said hey i said we were having a meeting with the mayor i said 
we need to do something for Mother's Day. And you're complaining that you can't reach people. Why don't we have a Mother's Day special where all the grandmothers are calling the grandkids, all the grandkids are calling the grandmothers. So every family has somebody to touch. Mm-hmm. And so I, I never, on my Facebook, I've never done that little round thing, you know, where they have a little special. I did it yesterday. I heard from people say, oh, Miss Ryan, I got my shot today. These are people I never knew, and I put it on this network thing. I've never done that before. There you so go. So now I've got all new friends. So, <laughs> anybody Scary. who says seniors can't use technology is not Well, it's, not, it's been hard. It's been it hard. Is, no, it, but it, David, that, David, David, David's been my – I mean, sometimes I'll kick a okay. wire or the dogs will get underneath my feet. When uh, I, my computer's old, okay. but, you know, but I, but I, 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 can, I can connect. Good. And you're happy every time you learn to do something because you call me and tell oh, me yeah. your newest, oh, guess what I your did newest trick. So, so kind of. T- let me just summarize this because I mean we're we're sort of like everywhere here, but it, and it really is when people say the Columbus way, it really is the Columbus way. The agencies like working together, but they also like having information. And the roundtable created this opportunity for hundreds and hundreds of agencies throughout. Frank, Columbus, Franklin County, Central Ohio, to have literally immediate information through an email listserv. Not a big deal, not high tech. We're not on our, you know, doing anything on any great new programs. It's, we're, you know, it, it may or may not be on Twitter, but it is on that listserv. And because of that, the villages programs have grown. Because of that, age friendly, Columbus Franklin County has grown and become very successful. But it really is utilizing even low tech technology yeah. to to create this communication pattern, which has been phenomenal. And needless to say, we got through this pandemic for our seniors much better than we would have had yeah. it not been for the roundtable. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people are, are fitting into this program. And our shout out to Dave Paul, well, who's uh, yeah, extraordinary yes. in, oh, in doing all of this. <laughs> so we're moving past the pandemic through the success of science, the tracing, the testing, now the vaccines. Uh, with the widespread health issues from the pandemic, do you see additional services that are necessary to continue Having a healthy senior population, I'll ask that of both of you. What do you think, Cindy? Well, certainly, um, uh, pre-pandemic, that was the case, and mm-hmm. post-pandemic, the state has just completed their strategic action plan on aging. They call the SAPA, and you'll hear them talking about that quite a bit. That's a uh, terrible acronym. I know. Come on, you do something better than that. Well, <laughs> We'll never think of one because I don't want to say strategic action plan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's really it, – it's focused on uh, living healthy lives. They are doing it in conjunction with the health department. And, um, you know, it has topics that are focused on uh, uh, everything from – uh, community conditions uh, and, and and well-being, access to care, social connectiveness, healthy living, all these things. And um, they're going to be looking at those gaps that are in our communities and asking us to look closer at those gaps. Social connectedness, of course, has come up as a huge issue mm-hmm. in the pandemic. But access to care that's just always a problem. It's been. It's funny we have to go through a pandemic to really microscope problems that are already here. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was pointed out so clearly in some of the studies that have gone on from the Kerwin Institute at OSU, mm-hmm. and and just nationally, when you see the the 
longevity in neighborhoods by neighborhoods, oh the differences. Yes. It's, it's yes. just astounding that, you know, if your lifespan is, you know, 65 in one part of the city versus 85. And those are not things that get turned around right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so access to health care is everything. Um, you know, one of the things we focus on a lot is care transitions, people coming out of hospitals and not going back in. And we are doing that for a few um, healthcare companies. We'd like to get uh, do some more uh, with hospitals on that. Um, and I think, you, you know, it, it's kind of key. You come out of the hospital, if you have a primary care physician, they're on it. Maybe you see them in the next seven days. You understand your orders better. You get connected to the mm-hmm. services you need. Mm-hmm. If you... If you're not somebody that's in the healthcare system, you get released and you go home and you're like, "What? What did they say?" And you don't you don't right. have a primary care physician. You don't visit them. Maybe you don't have transportation to pick up your prescription. All these social determinants, and that's what we really have to do is connect those things that that community agencies do: transportation, food, all those things, and make sure that that gets better connected into the healthcare system. So when you come out of the hospital. Um, and of course, preventative too. But um, you know, you you don't end up right back there because of these things that could have been taken care of. Um, and really, just connecting the community and the healthcare system more closely—that's been something that people have been focused on. But we just are going to have to do a lot better job of. And, and coming out of the hospital or even through a series of tests, those orders are really complicated. Yeah, they are. I mean, those of us who think we're educated, have trouble getting through them. An Mm -hmm. older adult who's having issues reading and maybe can't hear as well, Mm -hmm. um, they need to have somebody there as their advocate. Mm -hmm. And I worry so much about people that don't have an advocate there with them to to really, because when you're in the hospital, you're a little disoriented and, and somebody that's not taking notes for you, all that. And, of course, if you have a case manager, that helps. But the case manager isn't right there in the hospital with you either. But So really coming out of the hospital, somebody needs to check in there and say, you know, did you understand? Did you get your prescriptions filled? Are you going to visit a doctor here in the near future? Um, And cut down on that going back to the hospital. Wonderful. Cindy, I found that uh, a couple of times when I was in with Dick, you know, and and had to do that. Social services – now, uh, most hospitals now have a social services department, and I've asked them, I said, you know, have you got these tips? Have you, have you talked to anybody from CLAAA or whatever? And they'll, they'll acknowledge that they understand the organizations now. But I think a lot more can be done probably. Yeah, and of course, some you know, everybody, every hospital has their own follow-up uh, yeah. things to do. Um, but, you know, systematically, and, you know, we've done some projects with, with hospitals certainly, but... Um, I just, you know, systematically, it's just really, there's a community of services out there. Let's get it more coordinated. Right. Wonderful. Mm. Well, we talked about housing at, at the top mm. of the program, um, and housing in Central Ohio is crazy, needless to say, for everybody at ev- at every um, level of the spectrum. Um, but with the pandemic, the rent and um Rent issues, tax delinquencies, increasing costs of, of wherever it is that someone is living. Any idea or plans on in place to to look at housing issues for seniors? 
Well, that is such a huge issue. And, of course, Fran knows that because she calls all the time and says, I've got somebody that needs housing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. But I think I think some things are going to happen, you know. And, and uh, I know, Cindy, you know, I have an opportunity. We've been ta- I've been talking to Katie. There's some things coming in. And the main thing that I think we'll have to fight for is a piece of that so that when the monies come in, that, you know, it's it's up to the, the, the folks who are on the front line, which is which are – I know three people in Cindy's office that I call. I mean, it's, I'm like their girlfriend anymore. But but they're the ones who know exactly what happens. What happens to a senior right now if they if they go before this court, you know, and and they and they they have lot. They don't have the money to pay their next rent or whatever, and the rent thing is off. Say, say you know, sometimes it's on. Sometimes they won't. There's eviction notices. You know, are are in place and they can't do, evict them, but they have no place to go. Once they leave the apartment, where do they go until they have temp- permanent housing? That's a big issue right there, and I think that Cindy's people have have really been working on on some some ideas too. That where do you put where do you put put folks when when you say to them you have to leave your apartment? You know, either we're going to reconstruct it or we're going to uh, deworm it or whatever, or you de- de- get it get it cleaned up. Where do they go? I mean, they've got um, uh, they're a senior. They have no nobody in town that they can stay with. Those are what I call placement problems, and that's that's so, really the kind of calls that I get. Or where do you go? Where do, where do you want me to go? You know. But but there's some things. There's some organizations I think that want to help. With that, you know, during this pandemic, yeah. millions and millions of dollar, dollars are out there to help yeah. people with yeah. rents and yeah. evictions. Yeah. Um, and that is so critical because prevention is everything. Once yeah. you get an eviction on your yeah. record, yeah. it's That's not it. good. Right. Try, are people right. trying to find right. another right. place for you? It's bad. So trying to keep people from being evicted, which is what, I mean, impact the city, the county. Yeah. They've given so much money to impact. Oh, yeah to try and avoid evictions, and they've done a good job with it. Legal services, they've all stepped up trying to get this done. We have money through the Older Americans Act. We we put a lot of our money into that, too, so we could take some seniors and they— and and in, in in all of our counties, so that's a big piece of it. But this was such a big deal before this happened. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's it's been there. It's and been the, there. and the city has there. helped. They've given us yeah. grants too to yeah. help people, not only for evictions, but also for yeah. finding, you know, finding homes, finding placement too. But you you know, it's a, it's just, you know, when you talk about affordable housing, people think. It's not they're not talking about subsidized housing. You see everybody saying, "Okay, we're going to give money to this developer and he has to make 20 percent of them affordable. Well, when they mean by affordable, it's like sixty thousand dollars. Well, a lot of the older adults we're dealing with have Social Security. (laughs) They're not they're not in the affordable category. They're in the subsidized category. And it is getting more and more impossible to find that subsidized because the federal government stopped with the 202 I don't know when they stopped put, putting a lot of money into that, yeah. to, a lot of, to the subsidies. But, you know, so it's going to continue yeah. to be a and problem. And there's some changes coming with HUD now, too. I think yeah. they're, they're, yeah. they're, re, re, they're re-evaluating this. Right. And it's, it, as Cindy said, it's been – it didn't just start with the pandemic. What, what, But it took that window of pandemic, I think, to open up the windows and the drapes and see what was in, really inside. Well, and and I, I think you're both – also bringing up the fact that it's not an easy thing to 
to grab, nor is it just one situation. It's not just the person right. who hasn't paid their rent. Oh, right. It could be the owner of the building wanting to do whatever, right. do renovations, renovations, change them into and condos or whatever. And people you, you, said, I thought I'd live here the rest of my life. And then they're like, what? Or I'm, it, I'm 85 and now i got to figure this out, you know. And then you've got folks that don't speak English and you've got the families and you've got the grandparent. Two things. You've got you've got the older older person in the family uh, with them. And they they are trying to translate all of this stuff information, and so you don't know whether she needs special care or he needs special care. So you've got that problem, and then you and then you've got you've got uh, the percentages very high of grandparents taking care of grandchildren mm-hmm. because right. of the opiate thing. So that's another level, isn't it? I mean, you know, I I've had people call me and say, you know, my uh, I've got uh, three five uh, three not three. three I'm taking care of three grandchildren, and my roof is leaking. And this was like 11 o'clock at night. And and the first thing I ask him is, are you a veteran? <laughs> is anybody in the family a veteran? Because I usually veteran services will come over and do an immediate thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you lead them through to passport, or you lead them through this. I'll make a call for you in the morning. But those are kind of crisis things that happen 24 hours a day. And I'm sure that Cindy's people are just... Over I know here. Patty Callahan, who works yeah, in our caregiver program, she came to me several years ago and said, you know, I'm seeing women in their, you know, late 50s, 60s that are homeless now that we never used to see before. Right. And it's just getting, you know, it's recent, like we've got to find more divorces. housing resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's people who have gotten a recent divorce, people who have a lost a spouse. Uh, needing to get out of a house they can't afford and it's right. too big, but where do they go? Right. Housing in Columbus is tough, you know, if you it's have resources, market. let alone if you tough don't market. have resources. And, and that's part of it. That's why we're seeing so much yeah. of it. It's just the housing, you know, price increase. Now you've got the reentry program, which I serve on that Franklin County oh, yeah. reentry board and, mm-hmm. and represent the CAAA. But you've got all the now so there's an older and, and an more older women, person. more the, the numbers look like there's more older women coming out of the, that pro, out of programs out of, out of incarceration, program, right? Oh, and wow. so they need housing. That's another whole. Um, in fact, I have a call in to well, that, that that's that program is they do a magnificent job on just, and we're trying to open it up. What do they need? You know, do you put them on a different waiver list? I mean, all that kind of stuff has to be done. So it's the technical stuff. So too. if if somebody has if somebody's in that situation, who do they who do they call? They we're not giving out your cell phone on this podcast, Fran. You already thank are getting you, enough phone you, calls you, as it is. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> and on on but, that, if if they're if they're a senior and they're coming on the you know, uh, Patty, <laughs> Patty. So so Patty. call CO Triple A and my new and, sister, my new sister. Patty. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it is. It's calling the same resources with those kinds of questions, whether it's needing home care. I mean, there are a lot of agencies dealing oh, yeah, with these housing yeah. issues. Yeah, well, anybody housing. that deals in social services social. is dealing with we housing. Got, yeah, right. because I can call things. If I, I go by, uh, are you near St. Stephen's? So I call St. Stephen's right away. And we've got an, uh, a per, you know, person on our around to, that right away. I call her and she can help. Uh, then, of course, you know, I, Clintonville Resource Center, I've got people... I've had them write checks for me for people's rent and stuff. So, you know, I've got those folks. And uh, Bill said the other day, he said, you know, at the meeting, didn't he say, hey, what, call me if you need rent money? I said, okay. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. you know, we, we do have enough of that. It's, it's amazing. 
you know, that, that resource right there. Yeah. And we've got, we, and, you know, pay electric bills. You've got, you know, we've got people that can take care of that. The city has program, you know, with, for the electricity and stuff. So, yeah, so you just have to get into the network. Pat Scott um, at, at our yeah, agency yeah, has Pat's a long great. history with housing. And so she <sighs> works with like maybe three or four other agencies. And sometimes it'll she be four go, agencies combined like money you know, to she, put it together. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have enough money for to solve one person's housing problem, but maybe four, uh, four yeah. agencies do. Four agencies so you just have to get to into a into yeah, the network and, and, and get and a lot somebody of the churches working on it. Now have a, uh, have resources, have have people that work on just that, you mm-hmm. know. So if you've got it in with a couple of those churches, you know, sometimes I'll have two churches come together and give me a check for two mm-hmm. people for that. I'll take care of that. Right. So so it's it's you know it's immediate service, it's long term service, and it's it's always service. Yeah. <laughs> but long term, it's, it's federal good, housing policy. Yeah, it's yeah. it's the bigger picture of that's right. How how do people with certain incomes um, live in a community where the housing rates are this and minimum wage will only give you this. Right. And that's not just a Columbus well, problem. Cindy, is right. that's a Cindy problem. has yeah. gone to yeah. a lot of, they used to have White House conferences on aging. And I keep saying this. I, in fact, I did ask for that the other day. I was on a, I was on a, a telecamp thing with the, with the seniors, with the um, uh, Biden administration. And I, I'm saying you got to have a White House conference. There's too many issues that are coming that you can't just settle them one day at a time like this. You need a process and a mm-hmm. picture of. Well, and it w- with all the resources we have, it's not just multi-agencies in Columbus. It's multi-agencies at the federal level that need to have right. that recognition of issues right. of seniors. Um, for those who haven't thought that the uh, tsunami was going to hit, yeah, it did. But we're way <laughs> past the hit, you know, <laughs> we're, we're and. And needing to clean yeah. up what, what yeah. needs to and be cleaned up. And it's always fascinating to me. Where, when did things come to a critical point where people say, I can't ignore this issue any any longer? And it's always kind of fascinating to me where that happens. Yeah. But that's true in a lot of different things. I mean, yeah, we're, it is. we're seeing it right now with home care. Yeah. Um, right now we're trying yeah. to talk to the Ohio legislature about you've got to raise provider rates so that they can try and compete for wages for people. And – Frankly, the House did not give us what we asked. We'll try mm-hmm. in the Senate. But, you know, at what point does it, you know, does it come to the realization that, okay, we've got 200 people or I'm sorry, um, we've got 2,000 people in the state right now that are on waiver programs that can't get service because they can't fill the work order. Right. Okay. These are people that aren't in nursing homes. They could be in a nursing home, but they're in home care. And they're waiting to get that home care because and they can't get I mean, they can get some services. They can't get the the amount of service they need because there aren't enough workers. That's a problem. Um, And that's only a problem that's going to get worse and worse and worse. Well, you know, when does that become a priority to 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 the state? Well, it's not yet right now in the House, apparently. But, um, you know, everybody's got priorities, education, whatever. Um. So it's fascinating to me when some of these things come to a head and somebody says, we got to fix this. But, you know, it's, it, and, just, and, it just has to affect the right person. At that's the right. right. Time exactly. That their mom is now and then their their son is now well, a representative. The, it's like, yeah. OK, this is my cause now. I mean, that's yeah, I, you're I, exactly so, right. I've seen it so happen a million times. Edgy course. saying well, that. But it's sandwich, those, uh, don't we call it the sandwich uh, yeah. generation of where they're paying daycare 
for the kids and then mom's in the hospital and they got to pay for that. And, and so nobody but, cares until it hits them. Right. But years ago, it was proven that good home care is a lot less than all the other social uh, services that the state would have to provide, right. pay for and provide. Mm-hmm. So financially, fiscally, it makes sense to support home care. But because it's translated to the wages of the caregivers, then it's ignored. All right. Yeah. And right now, you know, uh, nursing home care has always been the entitlement in Medicaid, not home and community-based care. Right now, Senator Brown has a bill out um, trying to change that. Right. And it's like, well, okay, that's been talked about for, I don't know, 20 years. People say, well, this ought to be the entitlement. Um, and uh, so who knows, you know, there's a bill. Maybe that catches on this year to try and change the status of home care so that you're entitled to home care just as you are in uh, nursing home care. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mm. Well, another touchy point is transportation. Oh. That's, that's a hot button. Oh. I mean, we got bad roads. <laughs> Nobody we, wants you to ask that yeah, question. You know, you know, we, we, we got the bad roads. Um, we're starting to see too many cars again. Um, you know, it's starting to build up, which it, that's a good sign in the economy, but it's still we have congested roads. Not enough buses. Um, I think we also kind of see this futuristic transportation coming our way, maybe, but that's maybe. still, you know, could be a, a whole generation away. Are services being created or changes made to support seniors in need of transportation? I mean, we we talked about the help from Franklin County Office on Aging and Transportation for the vaccinations. Are there other things coming up that? Well, I know. Bridge the Coda, Coda's yeah, I think Coda is getting yeah, more we, into it. I yeah. think you know Franklin County is got going to get a mobility manager. We have never had the most coordinated transportation (laughs) for seniors in this county. It's easier in rural counties, I think, because they can have a mobility manager and get some cooperation from the agencies. That hasn't been the case here. I hope that's going to be the case in the future where it might be a more centralized uh, call place where then you can call different agencies and maybe we can fund that. So, So hopefully more coordination. But we never made it easy. My big fight. Uh, we did what, a, a lift your, demonstration, right, well, with the villages. Well, yeah, but then when it was time for me to get my, you know, when I, when I said, hey, I'm not driving anymore, and I gave up my keys. Really, was a smile on my face. Okay, <laughs> and so, so all right, where do I get my little card? Okay, where do I get my little card? Oh, well, luckily I go down to City Hall anyway for during before the before the pandemic. You know, the city hall on Monday, Monday and Tuesday mornings. And oh, it's right there at Broad and High. So I get. There is a Coda card? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I get off the. This is a couple, t- couple of years now I've been doing the buses. And so uh, I go down and I get off the bus, cross the street. Now I'm pretty limber. You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty okay. And then go up the steps, go into this big, big massive entrance and say so i get in line and and the lady takes my picture and all this stuff and hands me this thing and i said what happens if i couldn't get here on the bus and it was kind of far and why are we doing this so far away from where the seniors really are at broad and high well no we'll have to take up that consideration sometime i just i fought for that and by golly 
now they're at the library. <laughs> there you go. I was going to say the senior centers would be a logical place yeah, for that to yeah, be. Yeah, the senior centers. Know, once a week or whatever, once a month, whatever. That was a couple-year fight. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. So, uh, yeah. So it's just kind of that thing. And then getting on and off the bus. Are you sure that the the, the lever's down? You know, I, I have a little shaky getting down. And now they've, you know, tapped the guy in the shoulder. Down, yeah. yeah. So there's just just little things like that. And, and there's there's just never enough funding for transportation. No, no, so no, it's no. like, can you solve the transportation? No, because <laughs> there's no end to the, what people want. And, right. of course, yeah. the older you get, you know, you don't want people to keep their keys past the time they really should. But who wants to give up their keys if they haven't already identified an alternative way to right. get places? So, right. you know, we did a lift demonstration with yeah. the villages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, how can we make this easy? Maybe if you don't use the technology, um, yeah. you know, they have a concierge program yeah. so that the village yeah, people I love could call, yeah. you know, could well, both do the billing. Good. Both and, of them are good. And, you know, so there are ways around that. You know, I've been talking to the Department of Aging. We have Title III regulations, federal regulations of, of what you have, how, how you fund people. Mm-hmm. We funded the Red Cross for years. They recently got out of transportation. You know, we fund CR, uh, the Clintonville, Clintonville yeah, Life Care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We fund a variety of, of providers. Providers. But, you know, I'd like to fund, be able to have people just be able to call Uber or Lyft, frankly. Right. But they, that doesn't fit into the regulations. Now, you know, managed care companies can use those, but oh, Title III can't. Yeah. So I've been talking to the Department of Aging. Look, get, you know, we've got to modernize this to make it easy for people, you know, so we can figure so out a way feel, to pay for it. Uh, but they have to. It's that next step of independence. They want door to door. We do all this yeah. van transportation, right, right. but people want it door to door to get where they want to go. Well, you don't need yeah. a van to take one person to one doctor. No. So you have well, to did, wait. Right. Didn't go to have something where, where they were going to. And I think they've done that where you get off at one spot and then it's from there to the door, something like that. It, it yeah, was called one a, door step or. Something like yeah. that. It's the last mile the or last, something. The last mile. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had we had billboards up. <laughs> Age Friendly did billboards. Age Friendly really, uh, Katie did did, did uh, work with Coda, and I think she was on a program with them for about six months or so. So they've really, I think, I think you know, and all I can say is I've always loved Coda. I mean, because I think it's, it's so necessary. But I think they have come up to the table. You know, they understand well, they, what yeah, we're I doing. They, they, I, they really have. If we go back to, we did a podcast with um, Thea Ewing from Morpsey, uh, who's the transportation yeah, yeah. person at the, Morpsey. Yeah, yeah. And and I, one thing I just remembered that she said, when they're looking at transportation issues, they're bringing everybody to the table so that when that uh, program has been created and can be implemented, everybody's issues are dealt with at the same time. So CODA's doing a lot of wonderful programs for people to get to work. Yeah. Is there anything in there that could also be part of people getting to the grocery store or, or wherever they need to go? It may not be the doctor and the dentist, but, you know, more um, uh, strategically located yeah, places. Yeah, right. I've, 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 re- I've taken about five or six routes just to see how I would do. I took a route to Clintonville Resource Center. I had to switch. I had to switch on Main Street, switch buses on Main Street. I mean, it's it's you know, of course, I I you know, I was raised in New York and Pittsburgh, so I I'm a I'm a 
I don't believe in public transportation. I mean, that's half the battle. Exactly. You know, there are people that never got on public transportation. Right. And yeah. So at 85, are you going to say, okay, oh, now well, I'm a bus driver? Well, age-friendly, we did a program on it. Well, right. Yes, you, that right. training people come to ride use with public us. transportation. We did a come right. ride with us. So we did mm-hmm. a come ride with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. To get people used to yeah. it, sure. That's absolutely. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I'm not giving up my keys until they have driverless <laughs> cars. I keep waiting for the driverless cars, but they're glitches, aren't they? No, we made cards up that said, Put a smile on your face. You know, you don't need to be upset. It's it's great. It's challenges. I can ride a bus down to City's place. Sure. It's great, you know. Yeah, across sure. that big street. And she has a fit, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll say, oh, well, I would come and pick you up. No, I'll take the bus. I'm like, okay. There you go. I think independence, you know, we, we have to create independence, but we have to create the 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 area that they can be independent. Right. You know, you don't Good have to point. go downtown to get a Hard for heaven's sake. Right. But, it, but it's also to – we can help people become independent, but we don't just automatically throw it at them. Right. We have to be able to help people move towards that notion of independence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so that when they give up the keys to their car, it's not a shock. There mm-hmm. are yeah. all these other yeah. things. But, you know, going back to Lyft too, um, didn't the restaurants get together and create – Ways to use Lyft and Uber to get their deliveries of food so, out. Yeah, it was a did, whole different project. Yeah. I, I mean, there are a lot of things. I think going. it sounds like Lyft and Uber and those kinds of companies are willing to talk about creating these special programs. They want to be able yeah, to are. make those services available and hire more drivers that want to drive. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. But good, you know what point. I tell grandkids? You got to step up to the table and help these And, you know, you got a car and Grandma yeah. needs to go to the doctor or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I, don't, I don't want that to good go point. away. I yeah. don't want that to well, go away. We've talked about a lot of new things yeah. coming up. Anything else that we didn't hit today, That that new plans, new ideas, well, new programs? I think there's going to be a lot coming, Carol, after this. After we get through the, the tough parts, don't you think so? I, mean, new, I new do, and and frankly, the resources that are coming out yeah. from the uh, government with, the, because of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah the whole reco- I mean, recovery. recovery. I keep act. calling it the recovery Correct. act, but I'm not sure that's the name of it. No, Biden's it's plan. New, yeah, it's a, it's a new one. But that we're expecting a lot of money coming yeah. from that, not only for the cities and states, but through the yeah. Older Americans Act yeah. and and. Um, you know, the state is looking for ideas. We have all of our people. We're saying, okay, it's one-time money, but how can we upgrade our systems? What are the what are ways that we can improve how we do this? Maybe it's only one-time money, but um, when you're talking about um, telehealth or right. or working mm-hmm. that way, you know, can we can we buy iPads for uh, enough right. people and make right. it? You know, be able to maintain yeah. them after the pandemic. Right. To me, the concern a lot of a lot of this is there's all this pandemic money out there, and then after it's gone, it's like okay, it's gone now. Now we have this huge demand for meals and and continuing to work telehealth. Yeah. You know, I, and I, and my hope is they don't go backwards on some of the regulations that they've lifted on this. We are actually right now we are embarking on a kind of a demonstration telehealth program. Uh, that works with Medicare, and um, mm. yeah, I think we're going to be using some, starting with some senior options clients yeah, um, yeah. that then will equip them with pads that not only they can use for this whole the the Medicare piece, but then can work for other programs. So you know, 
some of these yeah, things where yeah. they're and and that's because of the pandemic they're allowing this to happen. So after the pandemic, will you keep all these things? You know, will we will we learn right. and, and keep these things? Right. So, you know, we're looking for things to come out of the pandemic. Right. And and like I say, the state is looking for ideas right now. What's the best use of these funds? And so, I mean, I'm I'm very optimistic about uh, going forward forward with some of these things. Yeah, we so, have a program right now. True Alta is something that we work with caregivers. And so it's it's um, a platform program that can that caregivers. I wrote that. Down. And we can lend um, uh, an iPad to the caregiver for for these purposes. So there there are different things coming out um, that we're interested in, and, and I just hope you can maintain them after all this. Mm-hmm. So instead of a, a silver tsunami, we're finding the silver lining of the pandemic. Yeah. I think so. Uh, and it, it, actually, it opened the door. It opened the door, and it opened the windows, and it let us let us see well, where it, the. Where the needs were a, a lot clearer. It really, I was going to say, it really more clearly defined what mm-hmm. those needs were, so All that right. we could yeah. continue on. Hmm. Well, we always ask our guests uh, if they have any last words of wisdom uh, that they like to add. Any advice, suggestions for our listeners? Fran, Cindy, yeah. Cindy. Well, you know, my advice is always is to plan, you know. Hopefully you are going to get older. (laughs) If you're lucky, you're going to get older. If you live till tomorrow, you got older. That's right. Oh, that's a good one. If you're lucky, you're going to get older. So don't don't be surprised when you do. And, and, you know, have a plan out there, you know. Know what community services are out there. Know what assisted living costs. Um, know what your options are. Uh, talk things over with your children, your family, so it's not a shock. I know people don't like to think about this, and right. and that's a problem mm-hmm. in America because long-term it's care tough. is a huge problem. Yeah. So, you know, just give it a little thought. You don't have to think about it every day. But but uh, so for me, it's it's always trying to tell get people to plan and think about what resources are out there. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're an older adult, which I am <laughs> officially, um, you know. Learn, embrace these changes. Oh, ex- order you know, from the grocery store. Get Zoom. When your right. kids say, "I'll teach you to do this," yeah. take them up on it. Take them up on it. Right. 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 You know, well, and I and I think that of all generations, baby boomers have been through continual change, and so to stop acting like we can deal with that change—that's crazy. We can. We can. We'll deal with it in our way and our time and our speed, but we can deal with change and and not to be afraid of it. Mm-hmm. We look at, at seniors that you think uh, have already made those choices early enough, but I have friends that are living in five-bedroom houses by themselves and don't want anybody right. to come in and help them. I mean, those are the those are the toughies. Those are the toughies, yeah. you know. And <clears throat> so there's there's a couple things, you know. Luckily, you know, 10, 11 years ago, I said, you know, Houses too much. The kids don't just do that. And I knew what I wanted to do. Luckily for Dick, we got to enjoy that that time. You know when we made that transition. But you've got you've got seniors living alone, hoarding stuff. I mean that's that's another whole issue that we we don't even you know. I get calls from people. Oh, you got to get somebody in here to help. You know, mm-hmm. and so it's the, it's that kind of issues. So all of these things add up, and then they start losing their friends. Okay, right. And they have not been out enough in the community to get younger friends like I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but that's that is a truism. That's a truism, and it is tough. It is tough. 
And so becoming older every year, you can either become older or you can become younger in your ideas. And so I look for for all of the programs that we've got to help people make, become younger in their aging. You know, yeah. aging in place. Right, right. Yeah. And then they've got their animals. Yeah. You know, nobody thinks about what happens. We, we, we addressed that the first week I was doing this, 11 years ago. What happens when you get your 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 pets? Have you made plans for that? Because Uncle Joe is going to say he's going to take little Mickey, but little Mickey <laughs> may not ever see Uncle Joe. Okay, <laughs> and so you've got that issue. Yeah. And so we do have organizations that help. I mean, I've got I got pet people that I call boop, 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 yeah right away. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to deal with pets. They have to deal with giving up their homes. This is where I'm going to die. This is where I love. I'm not moving. I don't like any place else. And so you have all of that. I'm not going to learn the Internet. I hate the Internet. I'm not going to do this. And so you've got a whole barrier before you even walk in the door to help somebody. <laughs> and that's a toughie. That's a toughie. That's their, that's their, their professionals can do that. I yep. can't do there that. you go. So <laughs> look for Fran's TikTok dance later today. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, no, I have not done TikTok. I have not, you, I have not done TikTok. <laughs> we will wait for that. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us today, and we hope you have enjoyed the conversation about aging, um, as well as uh, as our two wonderful guests. Thank you uh, to both of them for, for joining us. But, and to listeners, don't forget to check out show notes on our website. We're going to have loads of information for you, and um, we look forward to talking to you again. 